welcome to the Sacred Fame Podcast. My name is Kasha Rashfal. I'm so excited that you're here with me today. I'm going to continue this conversation about purpose that I started out with last episode. It's a, a topic that I'm really passionate about because A, I've struggled with my own connection to my purpose in my own life, my own work, and it's something that I see a lot of my clients struggling with. I think there's so much information out there, especially in our Western world, about um what our purpose can do for us if we know what it is and how we should go about fulfilling our purpose and uh, all of this stuff that creates a lot of confusion, creates a lot of um, just disconnection. And purpose, I think, is really, really simple. It's just we have all these ideas around it and all these perspectives. It's also not something that we will ever fully know as a whole. I think until we transition back to our whole self, you know, reconnecting back to our soul, um, as human beings, we only ever have access to a certain aspect of our purpose, and we can take a lifetime to discover what that is. And it's okay to not know the whole thing, I believe. It's okay to spend a lifetime discovering what it is. And not knowing the wholeness of our purpose uh, doesn't have to be a source of confusion or a source of feeling like you're not on track or feeling like you've done something wrong. And so in today's episode, I'm going to use some of my favorite tools, namely numerology, to share with you some clues about where you can look to, uh, to connect to your purpose more deeply. I'd love to start off with a quote from one of my mentors. His name is Matt Kahn. I'm sure you've heard of him. If you haven't, definitely check him out. And he says, your life purpose isn't what you do, but who you become while doing it. And I love that quote. And again, I think it's only a partial version of the truth of what our purpose is. Our purpose is not what we do. And unfortunately, here in our Western culture, that is often one of the biggest definitions that we ascribe to in order to, uh, I guess, be, be clear about whether we know what our purpose is or not. You know, it, it's not a job. It's not a vocation. It's it's definitely a, a part of what we do, but that's not the whole picture. So when we look through the lens of numerology, we get certain information based on the frequency of numbers. And those numbers come from your birthday. Again, these are only clues. They don't necessarily tell you be this thing or do this thing or be this person. They are... Uh, pieces of information, pieces of insight that you can lean into and see how they resonate, right? No system out there, whether it's numerology or human design or MBTI or, or any other profiling system, will never tell you 100% this is you. Because as a human being, you are a sovereign person and you get to make your own choices, you get to make your own decisions, you get to decide what you like, what you don't like, uh, all those things. And so any one of these systems that we work with, and I love numerology, I love playing with astrology, um, they will only give us a frequency of who we are, not the whole thing. So let's play. And I'm going to ask you to do just a tiny bit of math in order to figure out uh, what your ruling number is. And then I will share with you themes around each ruling number so that you can uh, just make notes or, or, or take a look at, you know, if this is the frequency of, of a part of who I am, am I leaning into 
this frequency? Am I living my life according to um, leaning into the highest side of who I possibly could be, uh, you know, according to this information? Perhaps you've even had a, a whole numerology blueprint done, in which case you probably will already know a lot of this about yourself. Um, and that's wonderful. I find that numerology is one of those evolving arts and sciences that allows us to have new insight every time we return to our numbers. And they share with us so much. Um, I often will sit in on my own, uh, the, the classes that I took in order to learn this information because I always hear something new and something different. So uh, the math I'm going to ask you to do, first of all, is to add all the digits in your birth date. So uh, if you're born, you know, in, in January, for example, that's month number one, right? February would be month number two. So you add the, the month, each digit of your day, and then each digit of your year. And if the sum of those digits is from uh, two to 11, you leave it as is. If it's 12 and over, you then add those two digits to reduce it down. So for example, all the digits of my birthday add up to 34. That's bigger than 11. So I would take three plus four and then reduce that down to seven. So my ruling number, my main archetype of my personality is seven. Your archetype could be anywhere from two to uh, 11. So if you end up with a one, uh, chances are that was a 10 to begin with. And so leave it a, as a 10. In the system that I use, we don't have a ruling number one. Okay, so uh, if you have any trouble with that, let me know. And uh, I can definitely reach out and, and help you. But it, it's really simple. Like, for example, if you are born January uh, 17th, then like 1980, it would be 1 plus 1 plus 7 plus 1 plus 9 plus 8. Uh, plus zero. And then you would, you know, add that up, reduce it down if you need to. And that's your ruling number. So let's begin. This is really fun. For example, if you are a ruling number two, the main theme of that archetype. So if you carry that frequency, the main theme is this peaceful gathering and reaching peace, reaching that state of uh, communion and community through partnership. It doesn't always mean intimate relationship. It is relationships with, uh, with anyone of any kind, and especially the relationship with yourself. Now, some of the blessings of ruling number twos are you're very sensitive, you're very intuitive people, you love peace. Whether or not you always are able to reach it or feel it is another story, but you love peace. And so that is what you will look for, whether consciously or unconsciously, in relationships and in partnerships. Some of the obstacles that you may face are being um, overly, overly rational or egotistical or being very much uh, rigid in the way you think. And so as you move through your life, if you carry the ruling number two frequency, you can notice has partnership, has relationship been a theme through which you learn? That means both really sandpapery relationships and beautiful, lovely relationships, right? But that is a theme through which you primarily will learn, which means if you have been learning through your relationships, you're fulfilling your purpose. And that's, that's what I mean by this information is, it doesn't necessarily give you huge amounts of detail when we look at it from this bird's eye view. We can get very specific, 
But just as a whole, if you look at your own life as a ruling number two, is connection important to you? Have you learned some lessons about yourself, about life through connection? The hard way or the easy way, right? It, it doesn't really matter. We learn either way and you are fulfilling your purpose. I will share some more information about the two um, towards the end. Right now, I'm just going to go through all the ruling numbers. So now let's say your ruling number is the three, which means you carry the frequency of the three. Your main theme is expression, which means are you someone who wants to share creatively out there in the world? This could be through writing, through speaking, through um creating something with your hands often it is an intellectual pursuit but you love to just you love to do things in order to get your ideas out there and so of course this will include working with other people this might include writing books or creating uh, stories or make or giving speeches giving talks being a motivational speaker or something like that or or a leader of, of any kind where you are sharing ideas with people so if that is something that you've been doing in your life to any degree, you are fulfilling your purpose. And again, you will learn your lessons. You will learn about yourself through the process of sharing your ideas out there with the world. They're not all gonna land. Some of them will, some of them will sprout and create other ideas, but that is the main theme that would uh, that you would be fulfilling your purpose through. Right? Whether it's it's part of your actual job that you get paid for, or it's something you do for fun, or both. As a ruling number three, being an expressive, creative being, that's who you're here to be. Which is uh, really fun, because uh, I find uh, ruling number three people are very much, uh, very charismatic, very uh, warm, loving. Um, they really see people in a, in a, uh, a truthful way. And so just by you holding space for that in you, you are fulfilling your purpose. Now, you may be someone on the lower side of the frequency. You may be someone who also struggles with something like impatience or being critical. Um, again, even by experiencing those frequencies of your personality or of your main archetype, you are learning, which means you are fulfilling your purpose. Like you, you can't do this wrong. I think underlying all of this is you can't do it wrong. All right. So ruling number four, you are someone who uh, the main theme of this archetype is structure and being able to um, create something from start to finish systems thinking. Someone who is very much um, can see how a sequence of things needs to be done so that uh, we have a foundation to then build upon. And so being able to take an idea and create a practical system out of it or a practical implementation. And again, this could be in anything. This could mean um, in your work or in your family or, or in relationships. But you are someone who has that ability to take amounts of information, like vast, vast amounts of ideas and, and information and sequence them in a way that makes them implementable. Uh, it, it's a, a great gift to have, especially when uh, you are able to collaborate with others who are more of the visionary type or more of the expressive creative type. You are often the person who glues all of that together. 
And so again, if you're doing that in your life, if you're experiencing that in your life as a theme, whether it's hard or simple or easy, or it's, you know, challenging, or you've experienced great success through it, you are already fulfilling your purpose. Some of the things that uh, this archetype, the, the ruling number four struggles with is again, insecurity or feeling overly materialistic, seeing, um, seeking results out there in the outside world more so than inside, right? So again, if you struggle with that, you are fulfilling your purpose. It is, um, you can't not do it because you will learn either way. And I know I sound like a broken record. I've said that <laughs> about all of these ruling numbers. Um, that's just how it is. Our purpose is uh, mainly about us becoming, no matter what we're doing. So let's let's move on to the ruling number five with the, the archetype of change and freedom. A number five ruling number is someone who is also artistic, but is also very playful and likes to do things their own way. You like to do things in order to experience more freedom, more play. And so if you're someone who's had that theme in your life where no matter what you do, you always want to change things up in order to experience more freedom, in order to have things go your way, then again, you are doing it. You're fulfilling your purpose already. Um, fives on the lower side of the frequency can get, um, a little bit, uh, big picture and, and like to stay big picture as opposed to look at, uh, the details of, of things. And so sometimes you can appear, you know, very scatterbrained or disorganized, but again, you will learn through those experiences, right? In order to become someone who is organized and who knows when, play is appropriate or when being serious is appropriate, often we learn that by experiencing the exact opposite, disorganization, right? Being playful at a serious time when it's not appropriate. And so if, if that theme has played out in your life, if you carry the frequency of the five, guess what? I'm going to say it again. You are fulfilling your purpose. Now, the, the sixth ruling number, the archetype of the harmonizer, your theme, again, is deep creativity, beautiful creativity for the greatest good. So because six is uh, carries the, the frequency of the three as well, um, creativity is a main theme. But the way you approach the creativity is a little bit different. Whereas the ruling number three just wants to get their ideas out there in whatever shape or fashion, the six ruling number, this archetype of the harmonizer, um, is a deep thinker. It's someone who really considers how can I take an idea and put it out there so that it has the maximum impact. Like it could create the maximum legacy for the world, the maximum amount of benefit for everyone. The six is the, the theme of this, this harmonizer is someone who has a very humanitarian uh, approach to their creativity, a very, um, not just for myself, but for all. And so if that's a theme that plays out through your life where you're always thinking about, you know, not just yourself, but also how can what you do and who you are create the highest good for others or how can it impact others? You are fulfilling your purpose. Some of the um, lower frequency sides of the three, which is a, just another way you learn, is, is being someone who's um, anxious or possessive or 
puts themselves last ends up in this place of uh what's a what's a nice way to put it like like in servitude where you're just giving yourself away a lot and learning the hard way through those experiences but again you're learning and so you're experiencing your purpose right you're fulfilling your purpose just by being that by doing those things by learning through those ways now the next one is the ruling number seven which is uh, the archetype of the teacher the seven learns by doing and then shares that wisdom the seven uh is someone who whose main theme in their life <clears throat> excuse me the main theme of, of a the the seven frequency is this um wanting to try all the things experience them then synthesize that information and share it with others creating new ideas or creating new ways of thinking based on old ideas or different ideas and so the seven uh creates best in motion and learns best when they're in motion and so if you find that in your life you sometimes when you're stuck it feels like you're stuck like you're so stuck you can't move in those moments you also learn and you learn by moving in a new direction sometimes just literally physically moving your body and sometimes just thinking in new ways thinking in different ways even if those ways haven't necessarily worked in the past so the seven is a quick learner, someone who's very, very confident unless they find themselves stuck, in which case it's like like being stuck in the mud or, or um, in like a tarpet where you feel like you're moving really, really slowly. But as long as you're learning and you remember that you need to move in order to generate those ideas, to synthesize what you know, to experience new things, you are fulfilling your purpose. So again, you can't not fulfill your purpose as long as you're in motion creating something, whether it's new information or re-looking at something you already know, you're fulfilling your purpose. So take yourself off the hook, right? Give yourself a break. As a ruling number seven <laughs> myself, um, I, I resonate very deeply with that stuck place because I've been there many times. And I have learned the hard way how to move myself through that, how to move myself out of it, right? We often learn the hard way. Um, but the more I've dived into this whole idea of my purpose is not what I do. My purpose is just a part of who I am and, and how I live my life and how I approach things. It really, I find, takes the pressure off. You don't have to show up as this perfect human there's no such thing right you can show up however you show up and as long as you believe you're evolving and uh growing in whatever direction you can always pivot and change but as long as you're um changing you are fulfilling your purpose i know this is like a broken record episode i get that but i really want you to hear this okay ruling number eight so the theme of the number eight is commitment, devotion, it's momentum. If you carry the archetype of the eight as your, your main archetype, you are someone who um, 
can create success quite easily. You're someone who is naturally very confident and you are, um, you like to bring ideas together and, and create things very, very quickly. It's like, no matter what you put your mind to or you, or, or you put your, like you lay your hands on can be turned into a very successful uh, outcome. But the, on the lower side, if you're someone who tends to be more competitive or stubborn or someone who um, sees conflict instead of growth opportunities, you will also learn. It's just that momentum, um, the momentum will still be there, but it will be more, uh, more conflict, right? More competition, more stubbornness, more of that turmoil. So the energy of the eight is very much a fast moving energy and it will perpetuate and it will gain momentum in whatever direction you are focused on. And so the theme of the main theme of uh, the life of someone who carries the, the ruling number eight is really being aware of what you're focusing your energy on. What are you constantly, consistently creating and recreating in your life? Are you okay with it? Are you happy with it? Or would you prefer that it be something different? In which case, are you moving your energy, you know, to focus it on something else, something that you want rather than something that you don't want? So if, if you've learned a lot of your lessons in that way, then again, you're fulfilling your purpose. The other thing I want to mention here is we all carry a certain uh, degree of all of these, right? We, we, we're not just ever any one thing. We can definitely dip into some of these other archetypes and either learn to be more like them or be more balanced where we can call upon those frequencies whenever we need to. Uh, but primarily, fundamentally, the, what, the ruling number that you're born under, that is who you are as a frequency. And that is the, the main frequency that you can lean into so that you can feel most like yourself. All right, so let's move on to the ruling number nine. The ruling number nine is a visionary, a humanitarian and a visionary, someone who is very much uh, most at home when they shine their own light. The number nine is someone who can be uh, like a chameleon where, where you can take on the characteristics and be very comfortable with the characteristics of any personality type, but you are most at home you are most yourself when you are shining your own light, really, really trusting your own heart, trusting your own intuition, really feeling confident in your own ideas and who you are and what you're putting out there in the world. And so the theme of that is this um, being a leader, like being, being someone who not only shines the light for yourself, but then because you shine your own light so brightly, you shine the light for others. So you're a leader, a visionary. And if you find that the, the, a theme in your life has been um, you want to lead, you want to be this humanitarian uh, visionary in the world, you know, whether it's through relationships, through partnerships, through creativity, whatever, but that is like the main drive. You always tend to see the big picture and you always want to create and be someone who, who does that for the highest good, bringing people together um, that if that's the theme you've, you've noticed in your life, then you are fulfilling your purpose. 
you are someone who can, um, on the lower frequency side, be critical, be, you know, even hypocritical or egotistical. If, if that has been something that you've struggled with or you've learned through, you are fulfilling your purpose. Imagine that. So as you can see, many of the, the lower frequencies and even some of the higher frequencies of each ruling number have similarities. Of course they do, right? We're all human. We can all dip into some or all of these themes. Now, if you are a ruling number 10, if that's what your birth date adds up to, the archetype you carry is the caretaker. And the main theme is you have this innate ability to be happy. You, you naturally have that state of, of lightheartedness and happiness. And um, it, it seems like no matter what happens in your life, you tend to uh, come back to a state of happiness more easily. And change is a very much a constant in your life. Right? So if you learn through things just always changing, always moving, always being in motion, um, and you having to adapt, you are fulfilling your purpose. Number 10 ruling numbers can definitely be judgmental, um, even dominant. Um, they can be sort of superficial. So if, if those have been some of your lessons, again, you're fulfilling your purpose by learning about yourself through those experiences, through those characteristics. Because it's so easy for you to be happy, you sometimes can judge others who have a harder time reaching that level of happiness. And you're like, well, it's so easy. Why can't you just do it? <laughs> well, it's not that easy for everyone. Right? Some people have to really cultivate that and, and try a lot harder at it. So that's the 10. And then the last ruling number that the system I work with describes is the 11. And the 11 is... Um, Again, a leader and very much a, a visionary, but it's it's like a, a, a leader who has very much a spiritual uh, perspective, uh, almost like a psychic perspective where they, um, they're a leader and they take into account the greatest good, not just their own vision first. Of course, it always starts with, you know, I have a vision for the world like this. Um, or, or, or like this, or, or whatever that vision happens to be. But it's someone who's very compassionate, very much morality, being being um, in integrity is so, so, so important to them, first and foremost. And someone who is on the lower side of the frequency would be someone who's, you know, more bitter, apathetic, again, egotistical, someone who is jaded, someone who uh, perhaps has had so much challenge and learned through so much challenge in their life that it's just been hard. <laughs> and they've allowed that to chip away at that, that inner compassion, innate compassion that they carry. And so if your theme, the theme of your life um, and, and all your learnings and lessons has been more along the, the lines of that, um, you're here to be a compassionate leader and visionary, then then you're doing it. And again, this doesn't mean you have to lead a huge group of people or even a small team of people, right? This, this could mean you're the leader in your own life and you extend compassion to yourself and to the people in your immediate circle. So when we look at all those archetypes, by, by knowing that you carry a certain archetype or a certain frequency within you, 
whether you lean into the low side or the high side of that frequency doesn't matter as much as are you learning through those experiences? Because then you're fulfilling your purpose. You are becoming, right? Now let's take a look at um, some of the numbers in a, in another uh, from another perspective, another, uh, I guess, more general look, right? Looking at ruling numbers is something that we can get very specific with. If you want more information, definitely reach out. We can do a, a blueprint for you. Um, I want to look at the other numbers in your birth date. So not so much the addition of all the numbers where you get a sum total, but each individual number. So when you when you look at the numbers or the digits in your birth date, you will have numbers from one to nine. And depending on which numbers you have, that also has influence on you, on who you are, on how you show up. And that can also give us clues to uh, your purpose and how you can best feel connected to it and that you are fulfilling it. So for example, if you have a number one, a number four, or a number seven in your birth date, or any combination of those, right? You can have one, one or three ones, it doesn't matter. But if you have a one, four or seven in your birth date, then you tend to be more of a physical uh, and grounded energy, right? You tend to carry the energy of being more of a physical person, a kinesthetic person who loves to create products, who loves to create things with their hands, garden, basically work uh, in and with the physical world. It doesn't mean you're going to create products, right? You don't have to go out and start a manufacturing business or, or start knitting or whatever. But if you if you have that desire, that innate desire to make things, it's because that's part of who you are. So making things is part of your purpose, whether you're doing it for your work or you're doing it for yourself or for your loved ones does not matter. Making things, working with the physical world and in the physical world, creating things out of physical matter is part of your purpose. If you have a two, five, or an eight in your birth date, that means you carry a more emotional or uh, space holding frequency, meaning you still will make things right? You still obviously live in the physical world. And so you're going to, um, you're going to work within it. Um, but your more natural, I guess, uh, way of being way of showing up is to create space for people, create experiences with people, experiences for yourself, for others. And so being someone who is more uh, emotionally focused or emotionally tuned in, um, definitely empathic. Everyone can be empathic, but especially if you carry um, some of those those numbers, the two, the five, or the eight, right? Your emotions play uh, or can play very much a forefront role in your life. So holding space, uh, creating experiences for people, caring for people is part of who you are. It's part of your purpose. So if that has been a theme in your life, you're fulfilling your purpose. And then if you carry a three, a six, or a nine in your birth date, in any combination or, or any number of those, then you tend to have or, or occupy a more mental thinking space, 
right? You're more intellectual. Um, you are creative, but you think about things first rather than just like going straight into the materials and making something. Again, it doesn't mean you, you're not emotional or it doesn't mean you don't make things. We are all things. It's just a propensity. It's a, a leaning into more of the intellectual, the thinking side. Also the overthinking side, right? So if you're in your head a lot, that may mean you carry some of those um, numbers um, or you've learned to be very intellectual, even though you might not have a three, a six or a nine, right? So it really depends on um, who you've learned to be through life. But fundamentally, if you have a three, six or a nine in your, in your uh, chart, then that intellectual piece is there. Now, of course, uh, some charts are very balanced in that you have a bunch of each of those numbers. And so you, you have like a, you carry a balance of energy, which means you may not have a, a very acute propensity towards making things in the physical or, or uh, holding emotional space for others, right? You may have equal amounts of that energy, um, which just means you have choice. You get to decide which do you prefer, right? You can lean into both, and perhaps sometimes you prefer to work more in the physical, creating things in the physical. Perhaps sometimes you're more of a space holder. Um, there is no right or wrong way. It just simply means you wanted to experience both things or all three things. I've seen charts where the physical, the mental, and the emotional plane are quite balanced. And I've seen charts where they're not, where, where all the energy is sort of put in one of those areas or, or two out of the three. So um, it's really fun to look at this information because it gives us clues, right? And, and the other cool thing is if you, let's say you don't have the propensity for the physical, right? You're not like someone who creates and loves to work with their hands or make things. What if you tried? What if you learned something through that? Like, who do you think you could become by trying something like that? Or let's say you are someone who is very much, you know, the energy is grounded in the physical and you're a maker. What if you tried thinking some ideas and or, or holding space for someone emotionally or, or, or you know, having an emotional experience? Um, what would that be like? What do you think you would discover about yourself? I find that playing with all these energies rather than feeling like, well, this is me. This is what the energy says and being so um, fixed in that being by by playing and being more growth oriented, we can learn all kinds of things about ourselves and about how we are already fulfilling our purpose. So I know that was a lot of information and um, you may find that some of it resonated, some of it didn't. What I remember is when I first started studying my own chart uh, some years ago, I, I thought like, that's not me. This isn't how I've lived but it's because I had learned to be someone else, someone that I thought I should be rather than who I am fundamentally. And so the more I spent with this information, the more I realized fundamentally, yeah, I actually, I am more of a ruling number seven than I ever thought. And by leaning into those strengths and those, uh, you know, propensities of that frequency, I've been able to feel more like myself, be, be more connected to myself, be more, trusting of myself, feel more like myself, 
right? So then I know that I am more on track with who I am, with being my purpose, fulfilling my purpose. And so that's why I share this information because it's, it's to me, the more we can know about ourselves from all these different perspectives, the easier it is to then connect with who we truly are. And I hope that by sharing this, you can connect to some different pieces of yourself that perhaps you weren't aware of before, or perhaps this even validated some things that you know about yourself, right? Because if you can validate for yourself who you know yourself to be, then for sure you're on track. For sure you are, um, you're fulfilling your purpose, right? And, and this is why that, that whole idea of what's my purpose, it's such a slippery fish question because there is no one answer. So give yourself the permission I invite you to give yourself the permission to simply play with it and and look at all the things that you love, um, what you're naturally good at, what your desires are, and see if some of this information that I shared validates those things for you or gives you clues about, yeah, this is, you know, this is why I want what I want. And this is why I love what I love is because this is the theme that's playing in my life. And see if that helps you connect more to feeling like you're on purpose, feeling purposeful, feeling like you are being, like you are fulfilling why you're here and, and, and what you're here to do and who you're here to be. Again, this is a huge conversation. We just scratched the surface. If you want to dive deeper into your own purpose, uh, get more details that we can definitely look at uh, doing a, a personalized private report for you so that um, you have your own details. This was like a bird's eye view. Thank you so much for joining me. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. I run an independent show and so that would be of great support to me and I will see you next time.